This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. We are hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nononsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Let's jump right into things today. We're talking gold, which is the ultimate defensive play, which everybody who listens to this podcast should have in their portfolio somewhere. Now, why is this contrarian? So there are no worldwide numbers that I'm aware of, but I do know in the United States, only 10% of Americans actually own gold in some capacity. And at least this was the number a year ago, um, about only about 0.5% of the American investing portfolio has gold in it. Now that number will go up if everything crashes, but why wait until everything crashes and the price of gold skyrockets? I strongly believe everybody should be holding some right now. Now, what makes this extra contrarian is that paper gold in the form of ETFs have also gotten a bad reputation over time. And I believe I've discovered the reason why, and we will discuss. But for those of you who want to go in the comments section and tell everybody how physical gold is the only way to go and how everything else is fraudulent, stop it. You're wasting everybody's time. Nobody cares. We are talking paper gold in the form of ETFs on this episode. And they do serve a very useful utility. I did an entire video on holding gold and silver on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel. And I will link that down below in the show notes if you have not seen it. But in terms of gold-backed ETFs, we're talking actual physical gold, not miners, not futures contracts, pure physical gold ETFs. You don't have to pay huge premiums on gold bars and coins. You don't have to actually store it yourself. You don't have to pay somebody else to store it. And as far as digital gold goes, you know, you get all those benefits too, but for some people, digital gold is just too new and untested. So in this case, ETFs are the way to go. And large firms and funds all use them. You know, they can't go around buying physical gold and selling physical gold by the millions. It doesn't make any sense. But physical gold ETFs do. I hold one of these products myself, and I will be revealing that towards the end of the podcast. So here's how all of this is going to go down. Um, I talked in episode six how you want ETFs and stocks that are as liquid as possible. So we're going to take the top four physical gold ETFs in terms of assets under management. They're all over one billion. Compare and contrast them and then add on a little wild card at the end. Now, I will have a bit of a bias on here myself. But again, I am not a financial advisor. Don't do anything I say. Uh, But I will still state my case towards the end. So let's get into things and start at the very top. This is probably one you have all heard of for many different reasons, and that is State Street's Spider Gold Trust, ticker symbol GLD. If you ever hear gold ETFs in the news, this is typically the one you will hear about uh, because it's the largest, um, but it is also the most maligned. Now, the pros. Uh, It is the most liquid. You will have no problem buying or selling this, um, but it is typically made for traders. Why? Uh, One, for the liquidity purposes, and two, this is typically not one, uh, depending on who you listen to, that you want to get stuck holding. And we are buy and hold investors here on the podcast. Now, there are two big reasons why people will tell you to stay away from this particular ETF. One is the custodian. So the custodian in these commodities ETFs are the ones that ensure that the gold is actually there. The custodian in the case of GLD is HSBC Bank, a very large bank, but a bank with a fairly sordid reputation. 
and a habit for really, really over-borrowing. I won't get into that too much here, um, but the research on this would be very easy to do on your end if you wanted to. Now understand that custodians only really come into play in a major crisis situation. So if you're one of those people that thinks we're going full-on apocalypse, or we're not really going that direction, but governments are going to say we are and therefore declare force majeure, which is probably a more likely situation, then the responsibility falls onto the custodian. And if the custodian defaults for whatever reason, or we find out they don't really have the gold because they've been borrowing against more than they actually have, this is where the problems occur. Now, does this situation have a high chance of happening? I don't think it does. But why risk it when you don't have to? GLD has already had a sordid reputation in the past for not always having the gold they say they have. There was an incident back in 2011, I think, where a CNBC anchor went to their vaults and said, hey, look, they have the gold. Check out this gold bar. Look at the serial number. Problem was is that the GLD website lists the bars they own with the serial numbers, and that gold bar was not on their list. Now, you and I both know that the hardcore gold crowd can be a little bit um, eccentric, doomsday-ish maybe, so this doesn't ring really well with them. So in terms of absolute safety, which is the reason why we hold gold in the first place, right? GLD is probably not your best option. And to make matters worse, out of all of the ETFs we're going to talk about today, they have the highest expense ratio at 40 basis points. Um, now, they have come out with another ETF, GLDM, which is a M is for miniature version of the GLD, which has a lower expense ratio, um, but also claims to have one-tenth of the gold as GLD. So if that floats your boat, go for it. Uh, but one of the things that bothers me the most about people naysaying gold ETFs is whenever they do, they almost always mention GLD and only GLD. That's like saying you know, people from Uganda are evil. Take Idi Amin, for example. <laughs> you know, that's not fair. You don't take the worst of the bunch and then say everybody's like that. Uh, but in the gold ETF space, that's what people do. They take the one major physical gold ETF that has had all the bad press and all the aspects that people find suspicious and make the uninformed investor think they're all like that. Well, they're not. I do think there are some better options, and let's talk about those. So moving down two through four in assets under management, you have BlackRock's offering, the iShares Gold Trust, ticker symbol IAU. You have Aberdeen's offering, Aberdeen Standard Physical Gold Shares ETF, ticker symbol SGOL. And from Granite Shares, you have the Granite Shares Gold Trust, ticker symbol BAR. Now I'm going to lump these together because they're all very similar in many ways. Uh, their performance over the last three months, six months, is not that far apart. There are little tiny differences here and there, but none that are really significant to me. Uh, their expense ratios are all pretty close together. Not too much difference there. They all track the LBMA gold index ratio. Differences that I would say are so small beyond that that if you really want to know, just do some independent research. With the exception of one, again, the custodian. If you thought HSBC Bank was a concern in terms of being a custodian, wait for this. IAU and SGOL both have JP Morgan as their custodian. Now, it would take me another 25 minutes to sit here and talk about all of the suspect and criminal activity that JP Morgan has been accused of and how they constantly lend out more than they have, 
But it is up to you to decide if you are comfortable with this. Like I said, the chances of anything going bad, like really, really bad, are fairly low. Um, But if it does, and all it took was a little bit of research on your part to guard yourself from things like this, then it's probably worth it. And for what it is worth, uh, ticker symbol BAR is not custodian by J.P. Morgan. It is by a U.K. bank called ICBC Standard Bank. Um, I don't know much about them or their reputation. I know we have a very strong U.K. presence on the podcast, so if you guys want to chime in on the YouTube comments, you may do so. Um, But just by default, personally, if I was going to pick between those three, I would choose BAR for that reason. But that is not the one I have chosen. So as far as the one I personally own, uh, let me kind of break it down like this. So let's take J.P. Morgan. You guys have probably heard of the big Wall Street silver squeeze. It's a grassroots group on Reddit that's trying to do the same thing they did with AMC, Tootsie Roll, and all those heavily shorted stocks, but do this on a much larger scale. You know, they're not just going against hedge funds, they're going against J.P. Morgan. And the idea is to take entities that don't really have the silver they say they do, and to buy up a bunch of silver, thus squeezing people like that out of the market. This would also make the price of silver skyrocket overnight if this happened. Let's not leave that part out. But when it comes to the silver they buy, some of them have actually gone out and bought physical silver from a store or from a dealer. But most of them did not. Now, just like with pure gold ETFs, you have choices on pure silver ETFs as well. But remember the overall mission of this group. To screw over the people who are doing it unlawfully and squeeze them out of the picture. So what product did they go with? They went with ticker symbol PSLV, the Sprott Physical Silver Trust. Sprott, as you know, probably is a huge, huge mining giant in Canada. Eric Sprott is a legend in the industry. And they buy up a bunch of bars from the actual mints all over the world, store them with the Royal Canadian Mint as their custodian, And you can buy portions of those bars. So this is the product that all the silver apes over at Wall Street Silver trust. Now, Sprott also has a similar gold product that does the exact same thing, only with gold. And that is ticker symbol PHYS. Now, you're not going to find this on any ETF site because it's not an ETF. Um, It's a special classification called an ETV, Exchange Traded Vehicle. And you'll find these on certain commodities products. Uh, Not very often, though, but operates almost just like an ETF. Um, But the big kicker for me was this. Now, I already had kind of grown to trust Eric Sprott and what he's been able to do for the mining industry, and there's, you know, no motive as to why anybody like this would set up a fund to screw people over. But what is also really interesting about this, and listen up, Americans, all of your physical gold ETFs have a special added tax called collectibles. It's this nasty little tax that when you go to sell your product, you're going to get dinged for. Now, this doesn't get talked about a whole lot because this only applies to physical gold and physical silver ETFs as far as I know. So fair warning, if you hold your physical gold ETF for over a year in the United States, your taxes drop down to 15%. But since they're collectibles, they bounce back up to 28% once you sell it. Yuck. However, this does not apply to PHYS. And on the Sprout website, they explain why this is, and I will provide that link down in the show notes if you're interested. Uh, But that made it an easy choice for me personally. 
again, do your own research. There's going to be aspects of all these that you like and don't like. There is no excuse for not digging deeper. I set you up, you go and knock it down. And in my opinion, this is a really great time if you're not already in gold to start really looking at it. In the investment world, there's not a whole lot of people talking about gold. It would seem like a crazy place to put your money with all the other options out there. But you guys already know, we're not crazy. We're just early. <laughs>